things girlfriends share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? Well, hey, friend, what is your it? We would like to think that your it has limitless possibilities. It's your purpose. It is what gets you up in the morning. It is what... Um, God created you specifically for these talents, for these gifts, for such a time as this. And sometimes we reach a point in our life where we have to reinvent it. And that is our topic for today. It is time to start reinventing your it. Perhaps you just need to blossom it a little bit more, tweak it, and... I don't know, maybe you're just in a place where you haven't even found it yet. Uh, but this is a time where we're going to say, tag, you are it, and we are in it together. You are listening to Girlfriend It. I'm Patty Wyatt. I will be your host today with all of my girlfriends as we are talking about a season in your life that nobody really prepared us for. And I, I recently was sharing with a friend who was who was in a kind of a dark spot and couldn't get out of it. And every time they were just surrendering it over to the Lord and, and praying about it, it just kind of enveloped. Is that the right word? Enveloped. Are you enveloped? That's good. That's good. Are you good with that? You guys enveloped them to the point where they were in a situation uh, that they thought, they were going to end well where they were working and you feel like I have brought so much to the table and I have influenced so many people that there is no way that I can leave this place. Like it will, it will be this colossal void when I walk out of here. And what they realized was, Oh, I, not only am I moving on, but I'm kind of being shoved out the door. <laughs> you know, it's like, we're so done with you because we want your spot. We want your position. And, you know, it, it, it can wound you when you realize, okay, I, I don't know if I prepared myself for this. I was so into influencing others and making my, my mark in the corner, in this corner of the world that when you're, shifting you're kind of like the israelites that are you're wandering around in the desert now going okay god what what did you prepare me for because i feel like all my gifts and my talents i just poured into this and now i i don't even know what i'm supposed to be doing some of us are in that place where we're empty nesters and we've left our jobs and you think, okay, this is a season where, you know, you can cruise it, I guess. <laughs> but then the pandemic happened and no longer are we eating ice cream on cruises. Uh, we, and with that, like, I really don't believe in retiring because I feel like God wants to use every single second of the gifts he's given us. So I'm going to stop there because I'm highly caffeinated and <laughs> I'm going to throw it at you guys. Like, Let's just even start there. What do you guys think about retiring? Well, I I am going to tell you, like, I, this is my perfect moment 
because I am in the middle of reinventing myself through my business. So married, had a, had a business just for fun money and divorced. Oh, now this is supporting me a hundred percent. And then, so I'm, I teach painting classes, uh, live. So people come to my classes. I teach them how to paint. And, um, when I did my, uh, P and L for last year, my profit and loss for last year, I didn't, I just thought I am killing it. I am making so much money. This is insane. I'm so good at this. People want me. I, they adore me and I was thrilled. And I did my P&L, and I'm not even kidding. I made $16,000 last year, and I'm I'm single. So um, I'm on food stamps now, and uh, no. But you know what? I immediately had to regroup, which I did. I immediately said, okay, I've got to go online. That's where it's happening. So I'm in the process of taking my business, uh, my extremely – profitable, wealthy business to the internet so that I can teach classes online. But what that does for me also is gives me the um, ability to reach more people and to spread more joy and spread more fun. And so I'm excited about reinventing myself right now. Yeah. And you know what? That's such a good point, Debbie, because reinvention, it's a journey. It's not a moment. It's not like you just sit down and go, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And I know even from coaching the years that I've been coaching in the corporate world, when I sit down with another human being and I'm like, okay, what are your goals here? It's like I've learned it's not about your goals. It's about your desires. Like what I can sit here and tell you this is how you're going to move from here to there. And this is what the company wants me to say that you need to do in order to get to here. And and by the way, on a side note, when you said P&L, I was highly, highly impressed with that. Like, <laughs> but I just learned that word. I just learned the word. And I thought I was going to spew that and you guys would all be like, what? Yeah, I, yeah. I was impressed. I said, I said it. Yeah, that was good. I like when you throw that out there. And and that's the thing. It's like you, you can sit down with someone and you go, this should be your goals. And we're going to do smart goals and we're going to do the grow goals. But then it comes down to it's just me telling you what you need to be doing. You need to like dig deep and go, what are my desires? What experiences have I had? What are the gifts that God has given me? What are the talents? What what do people recognize me for? Some of those strengths. And and basically, I feel like there's a lot of women that, I don't know, Robin, you said it earlier. The, the more, as we mature, the more we realize we don't know. Whereas before when we were younger, it's like, hello, I can do anything. I mean, I, I really did feel that way. And now I'm going, Oh wow. Even the things that I'm good at, if I didn't have my girlfriends telling me, Hey, that you did that really well, you beat yourself up. And yeah. it, cause I don't know if it's the perfectionist in you. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'm going to, uh, well, I'll just jump in there. I'm going to go back to like your original question on, uh, retirement. Okay. Um, I'm not going to retire. I'm going to skid into heaven's gates with a hole in my knees, yes. my, ba- my ball cap turned backwards, and a piece of chocolate like coming off the side of my mouth. Yes. So I'm not going to re- – the word retire, I'm like, uh, no, thank you. Exactly. Um, so I don't like that word. And I also don't like the word empty nest, okay, because whatever in life that's ever been empty is good. You know, not an empty glass or an empty plate or an empty stomach. So I, I'm, I'm refusing what? that word. I'm going to call it like happy nest or 
or sexy nest <laughs> or busy nest, but I'm not going to use the word empty nest because it just sounds depressing. <laughs> okay, so I'm walking away with two things. I'm walking away with PL. We need to all figure out our PL. And now I'm a sexy nester. I love that. Yeah. Well, Gallup research has found that stress, worry, and anger all decrease with age. And worry, for instance, tends to peak at around. 50 at age 50 and then steadily drop from there. So this pattern um, that, you know, people keep talking about how stressed out they are and so much anxiety. I'm looking forward to that. And especially since I'm a sexy nester, yeah. uh, this, this is good. So yeah. Okay. Gallup <laughs> research. We are ready to just jump in here and have a blast. Yeah. Uh, I think also what happened to me, Patty, is I realized all of a sudden at one point that, um, you know, when I entered the new sexy nest um, stage that uh, my house was empty. And when that finally, finally happened, um, I cried for a few mm-hmm. nights because I realized how quiet it was. And it was only the two of us. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, there's yes. so much space and there's so much quiet. So there was that reckoning. And, and is it there's so much quiet, but you're chewing so loud, buddy? <laughs> reverberating the whole house I know I'm the only one talking I'm the only one and so that was really hard so that was really hard to realize okay I'm now we're now in this new stage that nobody prepared you for and to also realize in many circles now I was the older woman oh my gosh just yesterday yes. I was the young mom yeah and yeah. now and now drafts all my kids are gone so of course I'm the older woman I'm like no way I'm the older woman. I can't be the older woman, yeah. but um, I, I'm embracing that now. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, I agree. And you know what? And even that, when I would hear my friends talk about they, they were crying when their kids were gone, then you have the opposite, the pendulum on the opposite way. Like I haven't grieved that yet. I, I'm still in the celebratory part of that. My kids are gone. <laughs> and then my husband like ropes me out in the open and I go, Oh, I kind of wish my kids were back in because it's like enough already. All right. But the, you know, it's like we, we're always comparing that with, okay, am I, am I supposed to be grieving more? But, but Sherry, I have a funny story about you. One time, this was a few years ago, actually, we were at lunch and you had just gone to have a massage. And the woman there said, what are your plans for the day? Are you going to see your grandkids? And you were so offended. And I have thought about that so many oh times. Gosh. I know. Horrible. I couldn't believe she said that. I'm like, oh, my let's, gosh. Let's put her name out right now so everybody knows who said yeah. that. I never went back to that place again. Never, ever. Yeah. Well, Debbie, you're one to talk because I remember at that same lunch, yes. I believe, yeah. you had gone to Michael's and they wanted to know if you wanted the, the senior discount. The senior so. discount. And let me just tell you, once I found out how much it was, remember <laughs> my P&L, I took it. I'll take that senior discount proudly. But what's so interesting is, on honestly, that day, I had a baseball cap on. My hair was down long. I was feeling it. I, I'm thinking, you're looking good, sister. And 
And uh, then she comes up with the senior discount. And it is devastating the first couple times it happens. And then you go to Target, and if you buy a bottle of wine, they card you. And then it drives me crazy because people on Facebook or on social media, they're always like, oh, I got carded today. Yeah, so did my 80-year-old mother. So get over it. Target cards everybody. Yeah. So Kevin and I, we were actually at the movie theater and I, we were with our kids and they said, do you want the senior discount? That was the first time that ever happened to me. And you, you just kind of stand there. Like you said, it's like, I am looking good yeah. right now. Yeah. I am not looking like a senior and I am on a hot date with my husband. And how do you know that these are grown adult kids behind me that they're mine, they're right? Mine. Yeah, but I will say whatever for whatever reason, because I said, well, what like how old do you have to be to get the senior discount? And it was only fifty five. Oh, it was only fifty. But I think that I think she was I once I was shocked and I said, I'm sorry, how old do you have to be? I freaked her out. She's like, uh, 30, 30, 32. But it is true. Once you realize that in most places it's 55, it's a little bit easier to handle. So when I turn 55, I'm sure it'll be devastating for me. But <laughs> yeah, me too. Patty, right. going when back to what you were talking about, about stress, um, the ga- I think it was the Gallup poll where it says after 50, your stress level goes down. Yes. Um, I want to know who really did write that because uh, mine has shot through the roof. Interesting. And I have a little uh, belly pooch to prove it, which I've never had my whole life. And they say that's from stress. Yeah. Stress. And it's also called eating, Debbie. The more ice cream, the more men and berries. (laughs) Put that in your P&L. Just just say. (laughs) Yeah. It isn't just about staying alive. Uh, you know, it's about making those extra years count, trying not to have the stress and the anxiety as you're relaunching your life in a way that that makes God smile. So what are some of the steps? You know, I, I just have to go back. There was a, a story um, that I, I was sharing with you guys. When I was in the airline industry, we used to go to a place called Cami in Oklahoma, and we would go into a decompression chamber because I, I then went back and taught the pilots and the flight attendants, and we wanted to go through this decompression chamber so we can tell them this is what happened, this is what we experienced. And what they would do is they would put you in this place with, you know, I don't know, about 20 other people, and there's an oxygen mask like that, you know, those full face masks that you, you know, grab and put on that's right behind you but they they put you in this chamber and they they take you from sea level up slowly to like 18,000 feet, 20,000 feet, 25,000 feet and they want you to recognize when hypoxia takes place. They want you to recognize what's happening inside of the physiological uh so you can be aware of hey, I'm I'm not getting oxygen to my brain. So the way that they do this research is they give you a a sheet of paper and it has math problems on it, like very simple math problems. You, you do a, you know, four plus four equals eight. And then you sign your name at the end and you go into another math problem and then you sign your name. Well, once I get this little sheet, I immediately start getting into that hyperventilation feeling because I can't do math 
as it is with hypoxia or without hypoxia. And so even the, the P and L that you're talking about, Deb, I'm like, wait, what you did that? I am so impressed because they're like, in their, in their explanation, it's like, here, just this is a little math worksheet. I immediately am going, no, don't make me do math. And, and so they give me the sheet and I start giggling. Well, that's one of the symptoms of hypoxia is you start giggling, you start feeling the tingling in your, you know, extremities. And so the guy running this chamber is going, you know, Patty, Patty, are you okay? Do you need to put your oxygen on? And I'm going, I, I just don't know these basic math problems. So I'm ruining this whole like experience that we're supposed to, cause then other people are giggling and looking at me and this guy can't figure out, are they going to hy- hypoxia or is this, is this one woman just turning our whole, you know, chamber upside down? But anyway, what was interesting is as you move forward, I am trying my hardest at doing these math problems and I'm signing my name. And finally the guy says, Patty, put on your oxygen. I did not know that I was losing it to that point that I needed oxygen. Mm. And when I finally grabbed the, you know, the oxygen tank and I'm putting it on and I look down, the first time I, I'm writing my signature, it's, you know, messy, but it, you can see it. By the end of the sheet, it's just one sloppy line that's across the page. And I, I share that story because you don't realize sometimes that we're either becoming negative, we're becoming dysfunctional, we're becoming unhealthy. Like who who is around us that is chiseling us, that's making sure, hey, you're getting into your quiet time. You are spending that time with, with the Lord. You are investing in those people that are chiseling you and making you better. It's the oxygen, you know, it's putting your oxygen, oxygen on first before you, you go out there. And that I, I don't know about you guys, but I have seen some people that I have loved dearly not end well because they, they get bitter instead of getting better. Yeah. So. You know, putting that auction for what are you guys doing to make sure that you're getting your oxygen on? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I um, that resonates with me a lot because I I don't I want it in well. And I think that's such an important goal and mindset to think that how am I going to end well end well? Well, I want to remain teachable. You know, and so often we get to a point, and I've seen this, <clears throat> excuse me, with so many um, people older and wiser than myself not take that on, you know, and they become grumpy and sad, and nobody wants to be around them. You know, they have nothing to offer anymore. Nobody even listens. All that great wisdom has gone to waste because nobody wants to listen to that anymore um, because they don't have anything good to say because they've allowed um, – themselves to not remain teachable, you know? And so, and I, you know, it's so Robin, when, Robin, when you had mentioned earlier too, about, Oh, how I know, I don't, I know so little now, but yet when I was younger, I felt the same way. I'm like, God, I knew so much when I was younger. And now I look back, I'm like, I didn't know anything. <laughs> Who did I think I was? <laughs> I thought I was pretty good. And now I'm like, I, I love it more to embrace all the new things that I'm learning about. Oh, just relationships and my relationship with the Lord, but my relationship with my husband and my children and, 
and knowing that it's going to change. And, you know, you, you couldn't have told me, I mean, it was, it's like, you could say, yeah, your kids, you know, change and they grow up, but you still kind of have that, maybe that predisposition of what you think family looks like mm-hmm. when they grow up and what your family's going to look like. And it's not, and no one really tells you that. And then you get there and you're highly disappointed um, yeah. and you're hurt. And if you could just keep that mindset of embracing the change, being ready to take on whatever comes your way, you know, you, you'll survive and you'll come out ending much better than entering. So, so let's, let's unpack that, Christette, cause you said a lot there. Um, how, how do I embrace the change? You know, so many times our, our listeners, they'll be engaged in what we're saying. And it's like, okay, you're talking about, you know, give it up to, to the Lord and, and you need to, you know, pray about it. And it's like, I'm doing all those things. So what are some of those steps that I can take on to be aware that I need to embrace the change. I know over beyond, yes, I am doing those things. I am in my quiet time. I, I am, you know, leaning into Christ. What now? Well, I think that's a really good question. And it's, um, it's practicing, you know, it, it's, it's actually being kind to yourself, but mm-hmm. not seeing life through a filter all the time. You know, mm-hmm. oftentimes we have these filters that we have grown up with and they, they can definitely, um, shift our perspective of accuracy and also, um, not being able to receive constructive criticism, you know, and where, and being vulnerable, being able to say to your girlfriends or your spouse or, you know, what do you see in me that maybe I can improve on or where am I being stubborn? Where am I not listening very well? And I think right now I find myself asking those questions even more so. Like, what, you know, there's, there's certain traits that will come out. And those are usually like trigger points or warning signs like, oh, especially if you think back to when your childhood, when you acted like that or behaved like that, you know, you can relate it. You're like, wait a minute. That's probably something I need to revisit and look at and help me get past this next level of why I'm stuck. So those are just some things that have helped me. Mm-hmm. I I think we need to pause there and put that as a challenge for us as girlfriends to go, okay, what's, what's one thing I can work on um, to ask each other about our blind spots and for our listener and them, you know, ask one person that you're close to be it your spouse, start with your kids, especially if they're only four a four-year-old will be honest with you and you can handle some of their truth because it's usually, you know, you don't give me enough Cheerios to work on that, right? Uh, so I just want to challenge our listeners to, to take on that action step. What is my blind spot? Just just one. Yeah, just Robin, you, you were getting ready to say something and I rudely interrupted you. Oh. I, um, I was just thinking about, well, one, I think it's always good to, um, be asking my spouse, um, my friends, you know, where my blind spots are. I also think it's, I spent a lot of my life not asking the Lord, like Mm -hmm. God, show me my sin, show me the areas that I need to grow in. 
Um, and I think he's so faithful to do that, but I think a lot of times we don't ask. And so we're, we're not looking for it. We're not seeing it. But I think, um, you know, when Sherry was talking about that, um, uh, empty nest or sexy nest or, um, that it is a big change in our lives, but it's also a time like for me, my reinventing myself is to take it slower just to take life a little bit slower. Um, I spent 19 years working and everything was fast. There were a lot of things I wanted to do and I just never had the time to do it. Um, and now I can take the time and say, Lord, what do you want me to do with this day? What do you want this to look like? And I noticed that if I set up a bunch of things in my day, if I say yes to a lot of things where then I'm back on having a rigid schedule, that I miss those opportunities that the Lord's calling me to. For instance, listening to somebody um, on the phone or however, whatever form of communication. Um, uh, being able to say yes to my husband when he says, let's go do whatever. And just to be able to say yes to that, or when someone calls and they need something, or I hear about someone and they need a meal that I can just stop everything and fix that meal and take it to them. But when I had my life all planned out and back to back, I I missed out on a lot of those opportunities that now the Lord has given me the opportunity to do. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. And I, and I do, I think though, as women, we do guilt really well and all those things that you you said it actually evoked an emotion in me especially the part where you said bringing someone a meal um i, I finding your strength and what you have the capacity to to do that uh, an example would be when we get together you guys are huge gift givers and it's just not the way my my brain goes and it sounds like an you're excuse. crafty you're so crafty that's why you make stuff for us <laughs> All the time. <laughs> and, and and there's that, right? I, I am just like Miss Crafter, and you, you love that, all these beautiful things that I make you guys. Uh, that that can be stressful, and it's, it's one of those things I, I really do think we have to let some of that go, and that's a part of, like you said, Robin, being that busy. Um, I remember the first time I brought a dinner. I was in my early 20s and one of my neighbors uh, had just had a baby. And so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to bring a meal to them because everybody talks about bringing meals. And so I did this like chicken enchilada with um, it asked for green chilies, but I didn't know the difference between green chilies and green. Uh, what's a really hot, hot, hot? Oh, it comes in the same jalapeno. Green jalapenos. It comes in the same like Macayo yellow can. And, um, so I use that and apparently you're supposed to taste or at least know the recipe that you're using before you give it as a gift. It was years later when they were like crying during that, that dinner that I had brought them. And, you know, stuff like that, it has an impact on you when you realize that that's been the joke for over a year yeah. with your neighbor. <laughs> It's like I'm a little gun shy about bringing over um, a meal, but I, I've I've been able to release that and go. You know what? I can't do that, but I will come clean your toilet. I will yeah. come clean out your refrigerator. So right. find out what you don't mind doing. Mm-hmm. Because if someone came over, if I, as a matter of fact, when I was going through a very tragic time, 
um, one of my very dear friends, Patrice, a lot of you guys, you know her, she came over and she cleaned my refrigerator and that was the best gift ever. Cause everybody's bringing you food. You know, it's like clean the refrigerator out. Cause this is what is overwhelming to me is trying yeah. to figure this out. So it's figuring out what you can do for people and it might not fall in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That Patty, I, I think that it's taken, I don't know about you all, but it's taken me years to let that go. You know, mm-hmm. I'm such a people pleaser. And, um, and I loved, you know, moving here from California, um, and being introduced to so many great women who taught me hospitality and, you know, bringing meals over and things that I didn't really recognize growing up with. But yet then I put that burden on myself to try to do all of it really well. And it wasn't until recently where I discovered, okay, it stresses me to bring a meal too. You know, that is something, especially nowadays with health issues and, you know, and, and I have to be careful like Robin does with what I eat and how I react to it. And so therefore, what do I make for other people? I don't want them to, you know, react or feel bad or are they going to like it, you know, and just finding something that you do well and, one thing, this is not a healthy thing, but it's a coffee cake um, recipe that has come from my family for years. And my youngest son, this is how good it is, because my youngest son would ask for it every year for his birthday for me to bring it to school. And yeah. then it came when they had a celebratory week and they did really well and they had a Friday party. I'd get a call or an email from the teacher. The class voted, uh, Mrs. Cadrell, <laughs> bring that coffee cake. <laughs> they all want the coffee cake. And so just recently, you know, we're, we're in the process of building a house and I just took a day and made tons of coffee cakes and froze them up. Oh, okay. Right before COVID too. So it happened simultaneously. Like, okay. I can give this to neighbors. Hopefully they won't throw it out. But I wanted, it was something I could get and it was something I enjoy making. I can put it in the freezer and then I can say thank you to all the vendors when they're working on my house, you know, and I'm there and I'm like, thank you for working so hard. It's so hot. I really, I love the countertop. You did such a great job. It feels so good to just do something kind like that. So, I mean, in a long story way, find something that you love and you're good at and do and stick to that. You don't have to do a meal or you don't have to be crafty or paint like Debbie. Holy cow. Um, Yeah. I I do think though, uh, uh, along those lines, we don't give ourselves enough grace. I feel like I want to say hashtag grace zone right now, because, um, when I'm not feeling grace from other people, uh, for whatever reason, I then, I, I start to go down. Like I will shut down completely. I will hide away. My mom always says, if you don't hear from me, it's not that I'm doing great. It's that I am so shut down. Mm -hmm. So I think that along those lines, I can't do a lot for other people right now, whether it's time or, uh, logistics. And then I get down on myself. So Mm -hmm. I need to learn to just not only give others grace more freely, but, give it to myself most importantly. Yeah. You know, this is off track, but the fact that you admit that you shut down and you're not going to put yourself out there. I, if you do not have that temperament, it's, it's, it's a struggle because I've had friends that do that and you just kind of evaporate. And, um, that's a part of, okay, they might be in a place of reinventing, (laughs) 
what's yeah. going on. And I, I take it personally because I'm not one that if you don't text me back or email me back or call me back, then I take it personally. And I, I, I appreciate that you would even address that because I think the, the hashtag grace zone is to be able to acknowledge that and realize that it's not always about me. It could be about something that you're going through. And that's, I, I, that's foreign to me because if I'm in a spot, I want to talk to people. And, and if you're in a spot and you don't want to talk to me, it's mm-hmm. like, who do you think you are, Debbie? Everybody wants to talk to me. Like, right. no, get out of it. And Sherry, what about you? Because your personality is so similar to mine. Are you a shutdown or are you a, I need to figure this out? Um, I'll shut down for a little bit, just a little bit. And then, um, then I'll reach out because I realize like, uh, I can't stay here. Um, I got to reach out. So then I'll, yeah, that's what I'll do. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are you doing when you're, when you're shutting down? Um, I just have a pity party. <laughs> yeah. Feeling sorry for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Martyr, I just think about martyr, you know, martyrdom, martyrdom. <laughs> How, yeah. Nobody, um, reaches out to me and nobody, uh, really appreciates me or noticed me and nobody invited me. And it's been kind of a sad time and nobody did anything for me. And so I, I can go there for, you know, about five minutes and no. <laughs> no I, That's really good. It's really good to hear that because, um, I, I know even, even Robin and I, when we were talking about weddings, um, when you're, when you're writing your guest list, uh, Robin, I don't know if you, you remember that. That was years ago. Um, there's certain things that, that people can do that can let you down. And it's really easy to feel that way, Sherry, of what you're saying. And then, so how do we, it goes back to, oh, I can pray about it. And I, I, I will say that that negative narrative in your head about this individual or about this people group, whatever it is, um, as much as we know that David cried out and was praying for his enemies, it works. Isn't that crazy? And it's not a one-time gig, right? When you're praying for those people to go, okay, God, remove this emotion and I want to pray for this person and then it'll come back. And another time and you just pray again, but it, it does blow me away how it really does work when we start praying for those people that mm-hmm. we need to offer grace to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. I'll stay in it for a little while. And then I realize I I'm miserable here. I don't like being here. And so yeah. then I will, you know, reach out to, um, uh, other people that I know can help me change my perspective Mm-hmm. And get out of that, you know, poor me place and yeah. help me see a different way of seeing the situation. And, um, like I'll call Christette, you know, and cry to her. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then, and then through that, usually, and usually it's, it's a girlfriend who also has a strong walk with the Lord and then we'll take it to the Lord together. And then like, okay, that, that helps me reframe, you know, what I'm thinking and feeling. So, or you put your I love Lucy, uh, wig on. <laughs> Or, or I do that. Yes, I, or I just, or I, yeah, I'll go show up at someone's house and ring the doorbell and with my uh, megaphone and yeah. talk to them and do like a little, uh, do the chicken dance on their uh, sidewalk for them <laughs> and the confetti. And then I feel a lot better. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, oh, that's I awesome. Fun. You know, 
Yeah. I'm sorry, Krista, you were saying something. Oh, I thought I saw Robin too, but I, just really quick. I think this um, would be a great another topic of um, how to be other focused because when I think of um, Sherry and I know so many people, and Debbie, your question was so good to, an- to ask her that because um, for those of you out there that aren't aware, I really know Sherry as well as we all do. She has a contagious personality and it's always upbeat and outgoing and lively. And, you know, so when I'm down, I want to be by her because she is so lifting us up. And I think what happens is when we have friends like that, we forget that they have moments that are difficult for them as well. And so it's taught me how to be um, more aware of when and seeing this, recognizing the signs when she needs to, um, she needs help, you know, because we miss it a lot with that kind of personality. And I think also that our personality also will hide it really, really, really well. (laughs) Yeah. Really well. Yeah. 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 I think it's so important to um, be there for each other in those situations like that. And, you know, how, how long does it, does it take when you're in that place? Like, do you guys know how many days you've actually stayed stuck? Can you think of a, is that a hard question? I don't think there's a specific timeline. I think it depends. Sometimes it's shorter. Sometimes it's longer. Yeah. I have on my notes in my phone, um, what to do with hurt feelings and it's a list of three or four things, but, um, it basically it's take it to the Lord. Cause he wants to hear about it. What you've been talking about, Patty, he wants to hear about your hurt feelings. And that seems like an obvious one, but a lot of times when my feelings are hurt, I just want to hold them and keep them for myself. Mm-hmm. And well, that step is important for me. And then two, I may or may not have done anything to deserve whatever happened to me. Um, three, um, the Lord um, uses hurt feelings to do a work in us mm. or how can I be obedient to the Lord in the midst of the hurt feelings? Mm. All right. With that, I, I, I like those tips, Robin. Uh, it's, it's a bummer that God has to take our woundedness and, uh, <laughs> it's like whenever I pray, okay, God grow me. I'm like, but be gentle, be gentle. I don't, I don't want to be pruned. I don't want to have to go through that. Uh, but once again, you are listening to Girlfriend It where we want to together help each other discover it, help each other explore it and then transform it. And you are it. The time to start is now. And when we say you are it, please be a part of this conversation. We would love to hear what you have to say. Please leave your comments. Or if you want a list of tips, you can contact us on Facebook at Girlfriend It or through girl, Girlfriend It at toginet.com. And with that, we just want to say go out there and have a fabulous week. listening to Girlfriend It because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.